It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just Well, good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist. I'm a certified nutrition specialist a licensed nutritionist, and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition counseling and classes. As a listener, I have a question for you today. Do you worry about breaking a bone? Or are you worried about how strong your bones are? Or have you ever worried that your pelvic bone may break when you're older and you'll end up in the nursing home? On bed rest. We have an important topic today on Dishing Up Nutrition. We're going to give you some ideas about keeping your bones healthy your whole life, even as an older adult. Amazing. Amazing. That's a, that's important. So would you say strong bones are ageless? Mm, well put. <laughs> strong bones are ageless. You know, my mind goes to, you know, we need strong bones as teenagers. We need strong bones in our 20s. We need strong bones during pregnancy. We need strong bones before menopause, during menopause, even post-menopause, ageless. Yes, definitely ageless. So today, let's talk about having strong bones after the age of 50. And I believe that age 50, we should have our bone density checked. I think that's kind of what they recommend now. They do. They do. And I want to alert listeners that Dar and I will be teaching about bone health at the menopause seminar on June 11th in our Maple Grove office. And we've taught this class before. Yes. And, you know, at other seminars, we've had a lot of questions about bone density. And we really offer solutions. Yeah, we do. And in all of our things that we talk about in menopause, we just don't talk about the problems. We talk about solutions. Exactly. You know, before we get into our discussion more... Let me introduce Joanne Rideout. She's been talking already. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> She's a registered and licensed dietitian, and she sees clients in our Maple Grove office and also at our Wyzetta location. Good morning yes. to you. Good morning. Yes, I find women are very concerned about the health of their bones, especially after they have a bone density test. Oh, oh, that's yes, that's amazing. Them, yes, it is. It does amazing. get their attention. <laughs> They often make an appointment with one of the nutritionists to learn what they can do nutritionally to support their bones. I bet that's one of the first times that they've even thought about nutrition. Possibly, a lot Mm -hmm. of times. So they want to avoid a fracture or a major bone break. And nutrition does play a major role in bone health. And we've helped many clients reverse osteoporosis after they change their nutrition. I think, Joanne, that's a big big statement that you just made. Absolutely. That we actually help people reverse osteoporosis. Right. So, you know, I don't think people realize that bones are alive. You know, the first time I heard that, I thought, really? They're alive? And that <laughs> yes. they regenerate? When they're fed the right foods and nutrition? Yeah, Kind they of do. amazing. So we always say change your nutrition to change your bones. Yep. So today we want to offer up some foods that we call bone builders. So, But at the same time, we want to share some foods that are bone robbers. Yes. So a good way to think about bone health is am I eating bone builders or am I eating bone robbers? 
You know, bone health is such a complex topic that I've actually asked another dietitian to join us in this discussion. Stephanie Sipa. Right? Sipa. Okay. <laughs> registered and licensed dietitian. I've been practicing I that. Know, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and sees clients at our Maple or at Mendota Heights and Lakeville locations. Stephanie, I know you've been interested in this topic about bone health for years, haven't right, you? Right. And you've worked with women with low bone density. Yes. And you've taught classes about bone robbers. Absolutely. And I'm not sure a lot of listeners understand that low b- bone density is a major public health issue for 44 million U.S. women and men. And more than half of them are people 50 and older. But sad to say, we know that 90% of people with osteoporosis are women. We understand some women genetically may have more risk factors. They often are women of Northern European ancestry. They tend to have fair or pale skin and blonde or reddish blonde brown hair. So that sounds like me. <laughs> yep, looking at you, that sounds like you. I have reddish blonde hair, pale skin. I'm of Northern European descent. But as a dietitian, I know those genetic factors don't roll my bones. Since I learned about certain bone robbers, I have changed my nutrition drastically to change my bone density. So that's kind of interesting to think about that. You right. do have the genetic tendency. Yes, I do. But you don't have to have bone thinning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, Joanne, a couple of weeks ago on Dishing Up Nutrition that how you followed a low-fat diet and had a lot of joint pain. Yes, definitely I did. I learned a few years ago, though, that following a low-fat or no-fat diet is a bone robber. Mm-hmm. So I changed that. Absolutely. And I think if our listeners are hearing anything, <laughs> I hope they're hearing that. Add the fat. Add the fat. <laughs> the healthy fat. And we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. When I first sit down with a client with osteoporosis, I look first at how much fat they're eating and what types of fat. Right. So, Stephanie. So important. That's interesting because I think most of the listeners would think you're talking about how much fat. I would think that you would be asking them, how much calcium do you take? I know. I was telling my friends last night, they're like, what's the topic? And I was like, we're going to talk about bones. And they're like, give us this little snapshot. And I said, oh, how much fat are you eating? They're like, what? Yes. Yeah. That, that's a thing. People that's a are thing shocked. For bones? Yes. yes. Great. This may mean the uh, new information for many of you. And we need sufficient fats in our diet to build strong bones. Low fat diets are bone robbers. Let me explain. Strong bones have this mesh made from fat that bone minerals attach to. And those bone minerals like calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, zinc, potassium, iron, and other trace minerals all attach to this mesh made of fat. Kind of interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you have been eating low fat for many years, like I was, you usually have insufficient bone mesh and nothing for the minerals to attach to. Those low-fat diets are bone robbers, and maybe this is one of the reasons we have 44 million people with low bone density now. And I think that's probably why so many women, yes, because women are the low-fat eaters. Absolutely. Typically, men go, oh, I don't they need don't to do that. don't care so much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so eating low-fat is a bone robber, but also eating the wrong fat can be a bone robber. You know, these fats are those kind of those those ones that are bone robbers. These are the fats that are used in most fast foods, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like French fries. They're they're the ones that are in store-bought muffins, Mm -hmm. donuts, chips, artificial 
coffee creamers, mm-hmm. yes, most cookies, candy bars. So if you look on the label of these foods, you'll see partially hydrogenated soybean oil or even worse, cotton seed oil. Right. And these are all damaged, bad fats. They're refined oils. They're, they're not going to make a very good mesh. Right. And when your diet is full of the damaged and bad fats, your bone mesh will actually be damaged and you'll have a defective bone mesh with large holes. So those are large areas with no mesh available. So then the minerals have nothing to attach to. So, you know, Joanne, when you said that, the first thing that I thought of is, you know, if you have a, a backdrop for a baseball or, yes. a, you know, in that's it's got a, a good, lot of, got a lot of holes in it. It's a good picture. <laughs> that's exactly what your bone mesh will look like. Uh-huh. So how are we doing? Okay. Good fats are actually bone builders right. because they create a strong, healthy mesh for the minerals to attach to. Mm. And we recommend that if you are not eating the following bone-building fats, you should start today and enjoy these fats. Adding to your diet about six to seven tablespoons of good fat daily. And those fats, we want to come from olive oil, butter, coconut oil, almonds, walnuts, peacock, pecans, peacock, expeller dress, <laughs> salar mayonnaise, I've never had one, olive oil, <laughs> olives, or avocados, heavy cream, Cream cheese, these are lots of bone-building fats. So, Stephanie, just think about this. You said, and I think people are out there going shock, 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 six to seven tablespoons of fat per day. So many people out there only get a couple teaspoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, no wonder they have bone problems. Mm. Exactly. So... Shall we take a break? We're going to take our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you ever thought, what am I eating that's affecting my bones? Well, if you're eating the standard American diet, you no doubt are eating too much sugar, caffeine, salt, and alcohol. The bottom line is eating foods high in sugar and salt and also drinking too much caffeine and alcohol promotes the development of osteoporosis. Wine and dessert several times a week are not a great combination for strong bones. We are taking questions today at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing of Nutrition. You know, I want to read a comment from Ellen who took our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. This is what Ellen says. Since taking the class in June of 2013, I have lost and kept off 30 pounds, which is amazing. That's great. It's gone. And this is 2016. Yay. You know, but this is more important. My osteoarthritis is more manageable. Hmm. So she's not having as many aches and pains. And she said, my mobility is so much better and my well-being is greatly improved, which is why I can stay on and make good decisions about my food. Hmm. You know, I have recommended these classes to my friends and wish that the classes could be ongoing well, they can be. They can. <laughs> <laughs> and longer in length. Yes, I've heard that comment a lot. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to check into the Nutrition for Weight Loss series. Call 651-699-3438 and ask your questions because we tell it all. And go to weight, or you can go to weightandwellness.com for a class description. Mm. So we have callers, Stephanie. We do. We have one K on line one. <clears throat> Good morning, K. Good morning. Uh, yes, I'm currently uh, on Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. 
And I was wondering if what you thought about that plan as far as, um, you know, developing or keeping your bones healthy. Well, I think you have to kind of look at what your goal is. It's, so it's bone health. Um, you know, we really recommend good fat, good healthy fat. And, you know, like at least a tablespoon of good healthy fat per meal and snack. So, you know, if you're eating five, six times a day, you've got five, six, seven tablespoons of good fat. Yep. And we really believe in a variety of fat. You know, you just don't have olive oil. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you just don't do butter. But you do nuts and avocados and, you know, olives and all kinds of different fats because every one of those fats help the mesh develop better. Right. So if you're not getting enough fat, mm-hmm. then you're not going to develop a good bone mesh. And okay. that's, that's how we look at it. Okay, so right now what I am, what I am doing is, um, like this morning in my smoothie, I always put some olive oil in my smoothie. And that's great. That's a good and, idea. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, you know, in the evening, I always make sure I either have olive oil in my salad or I do crushed vegetables and tomatoes and all that and put olive oil and uh, vinegar on that. And during the day, I snack on olives. Okay. I just love olives. Okay, that's <laughs> so great. So I don't know, and I don't know what other, the other fats well, I get, you know, are just intermittent between, you know, butter or like I do like, you know, avocados and things, I, but I'm just wanting to make sure I'm getting enough. Well, I think one of the things you have to realize, too, is that when you look at the cell structure, mm-hmm. a half of that cell structure is saturated fat. So, yes, you need some butter. You don't need just olive oil because okay. the olive oil only makes up about a fourth. So you got to think, okay, I need the whole cell wall to be strong. Mm-hmm. And so butter, you know, uh, another saturated fat would be like, you know, cream cheese, something like that. So okay. you need some of that. So, again, looking at variety and not one kind is the best way. And, so, and especially if you've got a little bone loss going Mm-hmm. You got to pay more attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I did have. Um, I was in the in the osteoporosis level okay. a few years ago, in the osteopenia level also, and uh, and my last bone scan, I got out of osteoporosis and in and that level, and that's and, great. You know, you know, I, I attribute most of that to. Um, all the exercise I do. I think I think exercise, and I know Stephanie is a big proponent of exercise. Oh yeah. But I think if you look at the research, <laughs> honestly, um, exercise is with one minor factor. Mm-hmm. The major factor of bone health is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And the ba- big part of it is the fats that you're eating. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how protein is so important to build bones too. Right. Today. So there's more to this. There's a lot of things to bone. It's a complex topic. Okay. So keep listening. But okay. good questions for us mm-hmm. today. Yeah, those are good. Thank you. So shall we take one more caller? Yes, or? Okay. we have Rick on line two. Good morning, Rick. Welcome. Morning. How are you? Good. 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 I'm calling because that whole notion of snacking on olives sounds really delightful until you think about the salt quant. And some, you know, Rick, some people are salt sensitive and some people aren't. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, again, I think if you're doing olives, you do it, 
you know, one snack of olives. And then you do nuts for another snack. You just don't concentrate on one kind of fat, right. for sure. Yeah. It's much better, Rick. I agree with you. And, you know, again, if you're a marathoner, you probably could do it because right. mm-hmm. you're, you're getting rid of all your salt and potassium. So it's, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Thank Good you. question. I mean, those are great questions. Great I thought questions. of that very same thing when she was talking about, and I knew people were going to say, yeah, but this got so much salt in uh, it. Right, right. But usually if people get rid of the processed foods, mm-hmm. yes. a lot of the salt goes away. So right. that's yes, an important exactly. part too. So should we get back to what we were, we were talking, we were going to start talking a little bit about, about protein. Oh, protein. Yes. I find that with many of my clients, when they first come in with a concern about osteoporosis, they are actually eating very little protein. Um, I know that when I was following Weight Watchers years ago, I was probably only eating about six ounces of protein mm-hmm. a day. So mm-hmm. that is a big part, and our recommendations are a lot higher than that. So, so that lack of protein is a bone robber. It is. So, you know, we really recommend, you know, 12 to 14 ounces of protein daily. Now, we're not saying sit down and eat a 14-ounce steak. Right. We're taking it and spreading it out through the day. And really, animal protein is a bone builder. Mm. Yeah. So we have to remember that your bones are alive. Remember, we talked about that. And need nutrition, just like our brain needs nutrition. You know, our heart, we know that needs nutrition. Mm-hmm. And we know our liver needs nutrition. Right. So healthy bones are always being broken down and rebuilt. So it's like they're regenerating. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's kind of a hard concept to really get in your brain. That right. you know, we just think of those as being a hard piece of bone and nothing's going, yeah. you know. That, mm-hmm. that they're not alive. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to get a little more technical, bone cells use that protein that we get from our diet and other building blocks to make collagen. Collagen is that same substance our face used to keep the wrinkles away. I need a little bit of collagen today. <laughs> collagen oh, is yeah. also yeah, used with fat to make the bone mesh stronger. So calcium and phosphorus and those other minerals can attach. And after a period of time, you will have strong, hard bones. So bones that are alive, strong, and they're always regenerating. Yeah, that's really important to think about that constant regrowth. So the question is, what happens to many people when they're not eating enough protein? Mm, I know this one because I was a vegetarian once upon a time. (laughs) And I was not getting enough protein to support my bones or my brain or my energy. Right. So as soon as I started eating around 14 ounces of animal protein a day, again, spread out throughout the day, not in one sitting, I felt a ton better. And the low protein is a bone robber. But it's also a mood robber and an energy robber. And Stephanie, you actually found that to be true, right? Yes. Yeah. I had a lot of anxiety and would sleep nine, ten hours and always feel tired. Right. Wow. Okay. Yep. Must have been shocking when you started eating protein. Oh, my body loved it. My nails grew like in a second. My body yeah. just craved it. So if your nails grow, then you know your bones are growing. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. I, had, I also had an experience after losing weight and not eating enough protein, not eating enough fat, certainly. Mm-hmm. After a period of weight loss, I had came down with a very severe cold, flu, mm-hmm. you know, the whole respiratory thing that was going around. And I know my body was very depleted mm-hmm. in order to catch that. 
And I, you know, I don't think people realize, Joanne, we know it, Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, protein supports your immune system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So there are other bone robbers, too. We can't go without talking about sugar, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So that soda, especially diet soda, excess coffee, smoking, and sugar, many prescription medications are bone robbers. Eating processed carbs, those bagels, chips, muffins, candy, cookies, they all turn into sugar. And those are bone robbers, too. Mm. And we know sugar and other high-carb foods that turn into sugar pulls calcium and other minerals from our bones. But people are still drawn to eating the excess sugar. And so sugar soda are those bone robbers they're pulling minerals away from our bones it's really hard for people to give up their sugar it is is. (laughs) you know which makes me think you know if i was going to teach a little five-year-old boy or girl to read i couldn't teach him or her in one session that's right you know so that they could be reading at college level i love that yeah it takes years of practice and commitment Changing your nutrition habits often takes a lifetime of practice and commitment. You know, practicing the habit of not eating sugar and eating more vegetables will give you more bone builders. It's pretty simple. That's great. Hard to do. (laughs) Hard to do. It sounds simple. (laughs) Yeah. So shall we? We're going to take our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We know magnesium helps with the absorption of calcium into the bones. It is also well known that you must have adequate levels of vitamin D for calcium absorption. Question for you. What is your vitamin D level? When was it last checked? A good bone building range is between 50 and 80 for vitamin D. Below 30 is a bone robber. Questions today? You can call us at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Is this the summer that you have committed to take the Weight and Wellness Class Series? If you love nutrition, this is the class for you. We call it our Nutrition 101 class, but it's really not a beginner's class. It has science and very much in-depth science behind it. And nurses will receive 14.2 continuing education credits when they take the series. It is information you can use at home and at work. And the Weight and Wellness Series starts in Woodbury, St. Paul, and Eden Prairie the week of June 20th. We are offering a special $50 off the series as an early bird discount. So sign up by June 11th and save $50. Call 651-699-3438 to save your place. So, Stephanie, we have a caller or two. Should we we take a caller? Line one, Kip. He's wondering about maintaining vitamin D. Good morning, Kip. Oh, hi, and thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, I, my only health things are hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. and um, I have osteoporosis. Well, that doesn't well, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, they're both bad, but, yes. <laughs> um, but everything, I feel pretty good, but I did finally get the doctor to test my vitamin D this winter, mm-hmm. and it was 21, so... Terrible. She, yeah, I know, and uh, she um, then gave me six weeks of 50,000 units, which is pretty typical, I guess, and then um, I had a retest, and then the retest, it was 37, and so my sheet came home to me, or my email saying, you're normal, 
and so or within normal range. And so that was the end of that. So I don't have any follow up information. Should I just well, take a regular vitamin every day? Is that enough vitamin D? Or no, that, no, no. I mean, you know, looking at this, there's a lot of kind of misinformation. I would say, first of all, the 21 was really terrible. So that's part of why you were probably why you have osteoporosis. Right. And then 37 is minimal. It's not enough to build bones. So really, I think the recommended dosages or level is between 50 and 80 for That's bone building. That's what I earlier, and I yeah. thought, well, heck, I'm not giving myself enough no. vitamin D then. Right. So we were just interesting on break. We were just talking about that. Yeah. So jump in, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I take 5,000 every day, every morning. Mm-hmm. And my, I just had my level checked, and it was 57. And I thought, good, Dar, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And, and Joanne, I, you just... I just said that I have... My level is 37 also. Okay. And I've been taking 5,000 for three years. Yes. And so what are you going to do? So I'm going to take 10,000 for the next three or four months. And then have it tested. And then have it tested again. And then I'm going to maintain probably a little above 5,000, maybe 7,000, 8,000, 10,000. Yes. Depends what my next level is. I think that makes sense. And Stephanie, you, what was your Mine result? was 50, but I got it retested last week and it was 39 because I have not been consistent with my supplements. Okay. So your body just uses so much vitamin D. That's and right. And make sure that you're getting a vitamin D3. Okay, so I'm going to start. May, may I ask one more thing then about sure. that? Um, if you... Um, if you take Fosamax, that is that a completely different thing? It's not vitamin D. No, it is not. No, no, no. And actually, Fosamax makes your bones hard and brittle. It They're not alive then. So we're not even going to talk about that today. But in, in some of our classes, we talk about it. Um, you know, I always say, oh, gosh, if you're 90 and you take that, it's probably okay. But you have to be very cautious and careful uh, because what happens is you can break a bone very easily, and they just shatter yeah, because uh-huh. they're not alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the vitamin D is a much better bone builder, it sounds like you're saying. Yes, yeah. much well, better. Well, why wouldn't a doctor tell you that? I don't know, because, you know, they, they, they understand medicine, prescription drugs. They don't understand nutrition as well, because how can they understand everything? Well, I get that. I mean, I don't understand drugs. I mean, I do right. to some point, but not to prescribe them, right. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but anyway, thanks for the call. It was okay, a great so question. I'll I think a little, we'll see how it goes. Thank okay. you so much. I think a lot of people have the same questions about Absolutely. vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So we right. were talking about practicing those habits. Exactly. Exactly. And pr- practicing the habit of eating six to seven tablespoons of beneficial fat Also avoiding the trans fats and refined oils is another way to give you more bone builders. Mm -hmm. And practicing the habit of eating three to four ounces of protein at every meal is another bone builder. You know, all these are simple habits, but many people need to sit down with a nutritionist several times a year to stay focused on their goal of building strong bones. You know, it's no different than I have to sit down. Well, I don't sit down, but I have to be working with a trainer or I kind of slide away from it. That's (laughs) right. That's right. It is so easy for sugar and bad fats to sneak back into your diet. So easy. It is. And it makes me think of all the graduation parties coming up and weddings. Um showers, all those sheet cakes coming in from the big box stores, 
They are full of partially hydrogenated oil and sugar, both bone robbers. You know, for some women with osteoporosis, you know, they're eating a pretty healthy diet, low processed carbs, good fats, taking the right kind of calcium, but they still have osteoporosis. So then you say, what's happening? Yeah, one in two women in the U.S. will have a fracture because of this osteoporosis. One in two women. A fracture. That's half of us. But only, yeah, but only a few of these women will be treated for osteoporosis. Wow. And we know osteoporosis is a very preventable condition and can be effectively treated with nutrition and lifestyle. So when treated, unnecessary suffering can also be eliminated. I think you just said a big mouthful, Joanne. Because I did. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think most people realize that osteoporosis can be treated. It's definitely able to be treated and um, the unnecessary suffering eliminated. Yes. So again, why, you know, you have to ask this question. Why do, do one out of two women experience bone fractures? You know, could it be that osteoporosis begins in the teen years? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Did you know that as women, we achieve 42% of our total bone mass between the ages of 12 and 18? So adolescence is a crucial time for bone development. So all the moms and grandmas that are listening, and they've got teenage girls and boys at home, this is, this is an important time. That's right. And, and looking at what they're eating, but also what they're drinking, because we know a major fact of osteoporosis is drinking soda. A recent Harvard School of Public Health study found that of 460 adolescent girls, those who drank soda pop had three to five times higher risk for a fracture. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Everyone needs to know that, right? Mm-hmm. You might ask, how much soda do you need to be at risk? Not very much. Even just two sodas a day are enough to cause bone weakening. That's not a lot of, I mean, you know. It's not. No, it isn't really. But you if know. you're doing those extra large sodas, mm-hmm. it could be one. Yes. So, should we take another caller, Stephanie? Yes, That's I think what, it'll be a quick one. It's okay. Mary, and she's wondering about vitamin D, the test, and how much it costs. Hi, Mary. Good morning to you. Good morning. So, a vitamin D test. Um, yeah, I, I took it once, and it was really expensive, and I would love to know my levels, but I just don't think economically. I think you can just add, you know, you should be able to ask your doctor to run that test. They should run it for you. I know they say no, but I think if you insist, right. it should be covered by your insurance, and if unless you don't have insurance. And no, I do, yeah. yeah. Well, I had it at my annual physical. Yeah. Me too. One time I asked for a vitamin D level, and the doctor said I had to wait till I came in for my physical, but then I got it done. So like once so, a year at least? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, because I have my physical coming up. and Good. There you go. I just asked them in general last year. I said, can I get a vitamin D test? And they sent it through. And then I got the bill for $300. So then wow. I'm coming up for my, well, and I got a small clinic out in River Falls. So um, I'll double check with them and see if. Uh, I don't think it shouldn't be more than $40. Right. Because I know a walk-in clinic, you can get it for $50. 50 really? yeah, if you were paying yes. out of pocket. Okay. Yeah. So it yeah. shouldn't be that much. Okay. But good question. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. So, you know, we know that osteoporosis is a serious health condition because there's a high mortality rate for people who have experienced hip fractures. 
Then think about this. About a third of the people die within a year after they've had a hip fracture. Mm. And as we think, we all know Mm -hmm. maybe a mother, a grandmother, or an aunt, or a cousin who this has happened to, and they end up in the nursing home, and then they get pneumonia. Mm. Yeah. Because their their hip or their pelvic bone is broken. Mm. It's sad, because we know that osteoporosis is so preventable, and it's... And it can be effectively treated with just nutrition and lifestyle. That's right. And here's another important factor about building strong bones. A magnesium deficiency reduces the absorption of calcium and prevents the proper amount of calcium to be directed to building strong bones. So, you know, interesting, Joanne. You know, there's some calcium products out there on the market. Yeah. And they just have calcium in them. Right. And a tiny little bit of vitamin D. Right. No magnesium. Right. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, we are big proponents of magnesium here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My favorite. We're going to take our third break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Stephanie Skiba, registered and licensed dietitian. And I'm here in the studio with Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian, and Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. And our topic today is osteoporosis or bone thinning. Learn what foods are bone robbers and what foods are bone builders. Joanne, did you mention if you signed up with a friend for the weight and wellness series, you each receive $25. So $50 early bird discount plus 25 off for the friend discount, basically saving $75 to take our weight and wellness series. Pretty soon we'll be paying people to take the class. <laughs> That's a great deal. <laughs> That's a great deal. Call before all those seats are taken. And our number to register is 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing of Nutrition. You know, next month in June, we have our Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting on June 7th. In St. Paul, Mendota Heights, Lakeville. And on the 8th, we will be teaching it in Eden Prairie. You know, we have a special Summer of Success sale starting next week for the June series. We're offering, amazing, $75 off as a special for you. And if you bring a friend, you get another $25 off. Wow. You saved $75 plus $25, which you save $100. That's $100 off. You know, and that also includes a two-hour individual nutrition appointment and 12 classes. Mm -hmm. And it's all less than $300. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is. And if you're a person that has taken our class before, and we have many people that have, and they retake it for support and more information, because that rate is only $195, I believe. Yep. So you take that $100 off, Yeah. bring a friend, and you both do it for less than $100. Right. And you support each other. So call 651-699-3438 to save your place. I know our classes are going to fill up very fast. They are. And uh, so I would do it right away today, you know. Yeah. So So we're talking about calcium and magnesium. And according to Dr. Carolyn Dean, magnesium expert and medical director of the nonprofit Nutritional Magnesium Association, magnesium keeps calcium dissolved in the blood. Without the proper balance of magnesium to calcium, the calcium can get deposited elsewhere in your body and create kidney stones. I mean, you know, that's kind of an interesting statement that it calcium is magnesium helps calcium get 
dissolved, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and even the, that kidney stones are connected to the calcium mm-hmm. and, and lack of magnesium because right. a lot of people think it's another cause. Mm-hmm. So calcium can get deposited in your coronary arteries also, even in your cartilage and in your joints rather than in your bones. Always take a good quality magnesium with your calcium. So most people need to supplement with at least 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate and eat foods high in magnesium, things like meat and nuts. That's so important. You know, there are so many nutritional factors to consider when building bones. You know, weight-bearing exercise we talked about before is great. But just as for weight loss, you can't exercise your way out of a poor diet. That's right. You good. You really need good nutrition to develop strong bones. And I know there's been a lot of women that have tried to build bones just through exercise. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's another thought about bone building and preventing bone thinning. You know, in real estate, people always talk about location, location, location. In bone health, we always look at digestion, digestion, digestion. Yeah, that is so important. And one of the more serious digestive problems that interferes with developing strong bones is celiac disease. That's an intestinal condition, usually inherited, in which the body cannot tolerate gluten found in wheat, barley, rye, and most processed foods. When a person with a gluten sensitivity eats gluten-containing food, their immune system attacks and damages the lining of the intestinal tract and absorption of nutrients, such as calcium and magnesium, is affected. Often untreated, celiac disease or gluten sensitivities result in the inability to develop sufficient bone mass, and then osteoporosis can occur. And I think, Stephanie, you probably have noticed, too, that sometimes we have, uh, we often have people with both celiac and gluten sensitivities, Mm -hmm. and then they say, well, I just eat a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that does, a little (laughs) bit is... Inflammatory. Yep. We hear that a lot. Very inflammatory. So again, for bone thinning, we must look at digestion, digestion, digestion. You know, there's this one may surprise you. Antacids may contribute to hip fractures. Hmm. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yes. Yes. There's a study reported in the journal for better nutrition that people taking protein pump inhibitors, these are common drugs used to reduce stomach acid, may be at higher risk for breaking bones as they age. A study out of Great Britain also found that people over the age of 50 who had taken these protein pump inhibitors, which include things like Nexium, Prilosec, Protonix, for at least at a year, had a 44% higher chance of breaking a hip. I think, you know, we should just stop a minute and think about that because... There are so many people that are on. We see so some, many. For years and years and years. And years and years. Yes. They're designed for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's on them for two weeks, no big deal. Right. You know, it's okay. But for years and years. So you can't break down your calcium right. and you have absorption problems again. That's right. So those antacid medications interfere with the calcium absorption. And this is a problem for so many people. It is well known that doctors write over 100 million prescriptions each year for those proton pump inhibitors. Also, other antacid medication. So a lot of people don't go to the doctor for the proton pump inhibitor or Mm -hmm. trying to avoid that. But a lot of people are using Tums. Mm -hmm. 
something or, you know, those kinds of over-the-counter things, those are also not a good idea. Because they interfere with calcium absorption again. They do interfere with calcium absorption and also provide the wrong kind of calcium, calcium carbonate. Yes. So here's another thought is acid reflux is a nutrition problem. I think that's a big one for people to think. Mm-hmm. And we help people daily to eliminate acid reflux. Common, commonly, acid reflux is the result of eating sugar, that bad word, and processed <laughs> carbs. You know, bread, pasta, bagels, and cereal. That's what causes acid reflux. Mm-hmm. It does. Should we take a caller? Okay, that's fine. Paula, line one. She's asking about vitamin D levels. Hers won't go up. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. So tell us the situation. I have a vitamin D deficiency, especially during the winter months, like so many other Minnesotans. Mm-hmm. And my vitamin D levels in the winter will hit 15. Will hit 15? Which, which is so low. It is. Wow. So and are you, are you taking um, a vitamin D? I take 20,000 a day. Of what kind? Of uh, vitamin D3. And is it a powder or is it a liquid? Um, I take the little tablets. Okay. Well, you know, one of the possibilities is that you could try a liquid, just a straight liquid vitamin D. I know okay. we have one that is a liquid with, I believe, a K2. little vitamin K, K mm-hmm. which is also helps with uh, uh, osteoporosis. So you could try that and see. Sometimes people do need to take um, a liquid. And then okay. one other thing that I might say is to take like an, uh, a digestive enzyme that helps to break down fat in your system. Maybe you're some reason you can't break down fat and you can't break down the fat that's in the vitamin D. I would try those things first. Go back and have it checked. And if not, come in and see us because I, you know. I mean, we have solutions, but you do need to get your vitamin D level up. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an idea of what a a digestive enzyme would be? Well, I don't know. We have one that's called orthodigestime, and we also have one, and I almost would recommend this, one that's called essential enzyme. And it's a broad-spectrum enzyme that addresses protein, fat, carbs, all those different things. Mm -hmm. And you just take one or two at the beginning of each meal or when you take that vitamin D. Okay. Just as an idea. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you very thank you. much. All right. Bye-bye. My, thank you. So um, we were talking about that, you know, acid reflux is actually a nutrition problem. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and that we really help people get off of, you know, stop being able to not need to have some type of a proton pump inhibitor. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today. Tune in next week to Cassie, Brittany, and Dr. Michael Lewis discussing the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids on head injuries and concussions. So if you found the show interesting, please share it with a friend or family member. So changing nutrition to change your life. That's what we're all about. And eating real food (laughs) is life-changing. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. 
Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.